0: So I think there's a big mafia game in the startup ecosystem. You know, there's a big money mafia game. I mean, I know that there are there are formulas. You know, I put in $1 million right now. After two years, will, you raise Series A. I'll acquire you for $7 million, $8 million after four years, and then, you know, it's my money, I'm rotating with the money. So it's happening. I mean, it has happened. It is still happening and I'm okay with it as long as there's value creation. My biggest challenge with the startup ecosystem is that there is very little value creation that has happened. So,
1: welcome to Outliers. Uh, Like I keep saying, this is a podcast with Outliers. and. you know my list of outliers keeps growing, <laughs> but the one I'm sitting down with, uh, you know today, uh, is clearly an outlier. He Ashish uh, Sinha. I'm sure if you have had anything to do with uh, startups or technology ecosystems, you would have heard of him for sure. Nashish, uh, welcome to Outliers. Thanks, Pankaj. The big difference, I I, I see lots of uh, changes in you, Uh, beard, of course, (laughs) and um, so, I mean, why do I think uh, you are an outlier? I mean, for good reasons. Uh, Like, across my career, I have watched uh, LinkedIn, what it was before, and next big what, and I have always had this question, why you don't do lots of things that you could have done with a platform like blockchain or next big what yeah. Um, so that was one thing always brewing in my mind. And when we used to meet often, I remember a few years ago we used to have lots of conversations. So, so I always thought you somewhere deep you have a, a conviction or doggedness. I don't know what to call it. Uh, that kind of drives everything you not do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I really want to understand that. Uh, so, if you could kick off the conversation, Ashish, um, why are you? What are you <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> Raghu Raj. <laughs> you have beard now, so you have a yeah. philosophy. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'll just give you a brief history of uh, Plugged In, Next Big What. Uh, so, I was product manager in Yahoo, and before that, with Katera and you know other companies. Uh, plugged In hap was a pure accident, you know. So, uh, I was. Uh, friends with a lot of people who were starting up and uh, one of the things that i always noticed was that you know media is always about <coughs> founder stories and uh, since i knew the founders i was not really able to buy into their stories but i really wanted to give them a feedback on the product that's how i started it was a part time thing blog uh, initially on blogspot and uh, you know so uh, and and once i realized that yeah there's enough community building up i jumped into it full time uh, so, and then we rebranded to next big board and I mean, uh, so we tried a lot of community stuff on the next big board. Uh, so, so just to give an idea, you know, so, so one of the basic reasons why I started and, uh, you know, was to build this whole product community. Uh, it, so startups are, a, uh, are just one of the entities who are building products. And to be very, very honest, they are the ones who are disrupting the product space, you know, so you don't see a lot of big companies building interesting stuff. But yeah, so just to go back in time, uh, there was Slipkot building great stuff, RedBus. I mean, one of the nicest companies with great features coming up. So they were the ones who were actually launching very good features. Uh, you know, so they they were the ones who actually inspired a lot of people to think about the Indian market. You know, so so these are the companies uh, where I I believe that you know they needed an audience and they needed a feedback and the audience needed to really understand what these guys are up to. You know, so. So the whole uh, narrative was around products, uh, which is why, for example, we, uh, on Next Big what we never, you know, there, there was always this whole confusion whether you are a media or a product community. You know, the unfortunate part is we ended up becoming a media and I never liked it, you know. I mean, I'll, I'm just being honest. I, oh, I never, remember that. You know, I never liked the media part. If you, if you remember all our conversations and uh, a lot of ideas that investors used to give me, people used to tell me that, hey, you know, why don't you do this? I mean, I was the guy who still know that which are the startups shutting down. Uh, founders send me their CVs and, you know, I see them talking some big <laughs> stuff on several media platforms while they're shutting down. So uh, when I look at it, you know, and, and to be very, very honest, running a media play is also very... Uh, nice thing because everybody is talking about you, so it's a nice feeling, right? So somewhere I think we all sort of got carried away with that, and you know, around 2014 I realized that you know, when the startup boom was happening, uh, I I felt like a guy who's who has just entered a party where he didn't belong. <laughs> you know, I mean, every food app was getting funded, everybody was getting funded, and I just couldn't. Understand the difference between a tiny owl and a Swiggy and you know several other players, uh, so so that's when I kind of started to uh, really question, start questioning our media play because that's not something where I started for, and that's not a path you know so it was not even part of our roadmap that we become a media company, you know so I'm happy being a blog because blog is an opinion it's a uh, it's a it's a perspective media is something that you have to run as a you know you have to i mean eventually you know you have to part you, you have to be a part of somebody else's narrative you yeah. know so so that's not something where uh, which is why you know we just decided to cut off everything so if you look at the last one year i was like you know let's experiment you know i've not raised funding so there's nobody who's going to question of, of course i mean uh, i'm responsible for revenues <laughs> But uh, at the same time, I do know that the audience trusts the whole intent that, you know, hey, let's build a community, let's do ABCD, you know, so that's where uh, I have enough trust in the audience and the audience has enough trust. Of course, people, some people will move on because they expect next to what to, you know, publish news or do a lot of exclusives, which we don't do, you know, I mean, I do know a lot of exclusives around what's happening in payment space in other spaces, but... That's not something which I would do, you know. So, uh, which is why, uh, if you look at our growth, till 2014 we grew like massively, and then then I decided to boss. I am not going to grow, not in this avatar. Maybe take time, you know. I mean, it, assuming it's a long life, you know, <laughs> unless somebody hits me now. <laughs> you know? So, assuming it's a long life, uh, I think there is a space to uh, go back and do what I really. Wanted to do, which is go back to the product space, you know. So I mean,
1: uh, it's like going to your goal.
0: Exactly, and you know, it's a very anti-growth strategy which I have. That you know, uh, if you don't, if the market is small, don't. And if you're growing, you know, you will grow to a certain extent. But after a certain point, you know, you will either go into an adjacent market or you you grow an extent that you do a lot of cheap things you know and in media space cheap things are very easy you know you take money from a big industry industrial family and you write about them Uh, big deal you know know, people are going to question but it doesn't matter because at a certain scale it doesn't matter things you know so so that's how i i mean i decided not to pursue that path at all you know i mean i have totally so if you look at my roadmap it is anti-growth that you know, go back, go back, go back. <laughs> <laughs> <You know. laughs>
1: if I could also ask you since you have watched the so called underbelly or yeah, you know, yeah. the, the, the inside of the startup ecosystem over past few years very closely and you have not really been reporting the way you used to do Exactly.
0: Before,
1: if there were two, three things that you could take us through that you saw or you were seeing play out, but it is nobody knows about those things,
0: right? I mean, what what is that? So I think there's a big mafia game in the startup ecosystem. You know, there's a big money mafia game. I mean, I know that there are there are formulas. You know, I put in one million dollar right now, after two years, will you raise series A, Will acquire you for seven million dollars, eight million dollars after four years and then you know, it's my money, I'm rotating with the money. So it's happening, I mean, it has happened, it is still happening. And I'm okay with it, as long as there's value creation. My biggest challenge with the startup ecosystem is that there is very little value creation that has happened. You know, you still, I mean, even after so many years, uh, what are the top 10 product companies that have come out of India? I mean, the same, you'll probably think of Zomato, Wingify, you know, the, the Flipkart. So, The and 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 another piece that I would say is, uh, the whole arrogance of founders Mm -hmm. that you know I'm a founder bloody you listen to me you know it's it's like a way of saying you know uh, I own certain entitlements as a funded founder you know which is which I think does not make any sense so so if you look at I mean when I used to write a lot uh, I used to you know i was very uh, comfortable talking to Bansals, talking to funny everybody you know and to new founders i would meet them I, I mean i was just enjoying it but now the way i look at it founders just want either pr or funding they don't want to talk about products you know so for me it's it's not fun but you know the older people they are
1: also not talking products either
0: right exactly so so now not the whole narrative the whole story has moved away from product to funding to whom do i know you know who or you know uh, how do i do my marketing you know how do i run ads you know it's not a function of you know hey let's build great product what can i do in this product what target segment am i addressing you know so so i think that has uh, changed a lot and uh, you know like i said it's a it, it's a kind of a mafia game as well that you know founders are investing small money, then the companies acquiring the, that startup, and founders th- end up making money. So it's a money making money game, you know, uh, yeah, which is... very true.
1: Also, you know, a lot of times, Ashish, I wonder, like the way people talk about startups as an industry. Yeah. Like, you know, a kind of yeah. a industry with the machine, yeah. uh, you know.
0: Do you agree with that at all? I mean, I have always been saying that startups are part of an industry. Startups cannot be an industry, you know. I mean, it's like saying that, hey, my kids are not going to grow. You know, they'll remain in, you know, junior kg for like nine years. Let's do something for them, you know. That's not how it is, you know. So if you're a healthcare startup, you're part of healthcare industry. You cannot be a part of startup industry. But I think what has happened is that since government has uh, gotten into action and a whole lot of accelerators, so, so everybody needed a framework to get into this space and that's where the startup industry or ecosystem or eco-chamber is there.
1: Uh, the other thing, Ashish, is now the startups that you watch closely fail or the yeah. ones that were successful. Okay. Yeah. What are some of the things that you learned from them? As an outsider, what are the things that you believe if there is someone who is a wannabe entrepreneur listening to this podcast, what are the lessons?
0: So I think the most amazing thing that I've seen is that the successful product companies, they stay away from the noise. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, think of Zomato. Zomato does PR only when they need it, not when you need it. Like they pin their nose that you know when they have to they, when they're hiring, they'll do an anti-Bangalore campaign. <laughs> and you know, it gets enough noise. And same with Flipkart. I mean, Flipkart at least during the growth stage, now it's a different story. But Flipkart never did any PR. I mean, at, I mean, it was always a very conversational cam- communication campaign that they ran. You know, so so I think that is one thing which so if you are a fund if, if you're a product company stay away from media. I mean, I would say just screw it, because... That's on the
1: PR side. Yeah. But in terms of the things that you saw that fail uh, as products or whatever, what are do's and don'ts?
0: So, so one of the things that I've observed is that, you know, there is a lot of focus on uh, the marketing piece, you know, growth hacking, which... Uh, so for example, uh, if, if you look at companies that have failed, the, the common element that you would see is the, even though they had a great product. They didn't have the right messaging for that audience, you know, so they could never reach the audience. Because sometimes what happens is you are so happy in your Facebook communities or your Twitter communities or you know, all the founders saying, Wow, wow you know, that you don't actually care about the audience, you know, the, the end end users. You know, and I think that is what has happened with many companies. You know, they even I mean some of them didn't have the product, those who had, they they could never really reach out to the audience, you know, They and by that time they they took all the baby steps to reach out, I think they ran, ran out of money and patience.
1: And, and this, a lot of people, uh, you, you're very right, look for directions from social media. Yeah. The chatter, yeah. the echo chamber or whatever it is, right? I mean, why, why would you build your product based on… Exactly.
0: Unless that audience is your TG, mm-hmm. you know. So for example, I mean, I just don't see a point. Uh, So these days product hunt is obviously a big deal. And I mean, I see people asking for upwards on product hunt. Give me a break guys. I mean, is that audience part of your TG? You know, I mean, I remember some of the unplugged startups, uh, they were very happy that they are being profiled on TechCrunch and product hunt and all that. These are Indian companies solving Indian problems. What are you expecting out of it? You know, so if you have like five minutes of time, which is going for marketing, Spending four minutes in asking for votes, that platform is obviously benefiting from all your tamasha. But you know you are actually get, getting nothing out of it. You know, so you just have to understand that this is the audience. So if your audience is all the, you know, local tier two, go to Prabhat Khabar, go to all these uh, Amarujala, of, uh, the newspapers. You know, why are you even worried about Facebook?
1: And you have also seen uh, several cycles of ups and downs. In, in in the ecosystem startup or tech or, and all that right what has changed as we look ahead from here to 2018 and
0: all that so i think the biggest thing that i'm seeing is that a lot of people are talking products they are not talking t- talking about growth hacking or you know cheap ways of growing so i think that is one good thing which is definitely happy, happening plus a lot of founders are out there helping you know other founders you know which is either very close group or, you know, in different formats. But I think it is happening. I mean, the good thing is that a lot of good stuff is happening in India, but as somebody who has run a media company and media part and platforms, I would say let it be under a closed door setup. Let it not become too mainstream, you know, because once it goes mainstream, it also, you know, leads to a lot of noise. And we have already seen the impact that noise has, you know, 2014 to 16. It's a great example that, you know, we did nothing. I mean, the ecosystem actually did nothing. You know, we just had funding. you know. So so that is one good thing, which is definitely happening now. Plus, uh, the whole notion of distribution marketing, I think it is happening in a very, very smarter way, you know. So now people know there's a lot more understanding of technology, a lot more understanding of the real world. You know, in real world, how is distribution happening, right? So I think that is uh, happening in a very, very smarter way. I mean, I'm quite happy to see those things happening in India.
1: And, and your, your point about noise is, is well taken. Uh, anything else that disturbs you? as Because I also think of you as someone who, who watches the underbelly very closely.
0: Yeah, Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: you, somehow you seem to be the closest to that underbelly because what is playing out in the mainstream is one narrative, But once in a while, what you share is completely anti-climatic. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So what are the things that disturb you the most?
0: So I think the biggest challenge or the biggest, I mean, some of the things that really disturbs me is the fact that people don't question. You know, I mean, this is a very Indian society, you know, societal way of doing things that we don't question. I mean, in schools, we are told, don't question, listen to your teacher. Same thing is happening in, in, in your startup space that, you know, we don't question our founders. We don't question our investors. You know, uh, the same investors who are doling out gyan on Twitter that you know they focus on blah blah. You know, where where they in 2014? You know, and I mean, question the the biggest thing that I see is employees not questioning their founders, their CEOs. Uh, either they don't believe in the product or they are too scared to ask. You know, so so I mean I I meet a lot of. People who are, who are working for startups, you know, mid stage, late stage, and I see that they bitch, but they don't question, you know. And, and I think that's that's very uh, wrong thing to happen in any nascent ecosystem because if you're not questioning, you're not improving, you know. And it's it's the same uh, self-fulfilling prophecy that you know the founders are happy that nobody's questioning, so they believe that this is the right thing to do. And the market, fortunately, doesn't care. You know whether you are funded, unfunded, unicorn, or uh, n- you know, or whatever. You know, so market doesn't care. You know, so if you have a good product, the market will adopt it. Else, just screw up. You know, so, so I think, frankly speaking, the market is is your biggest you know, uh, uh, leveler. But uh, internally, the the biggest challenge that I see is that we don't question. I mean, look at product management teams in these these companies. They don't question, you know. They are happy to do whatever is being told by the CEO, by the founder, and the founder is probably saying it because he has to report to the investors. He has to show some progress, but if nobody is questioning, then you know the, the business is not moving forward. You know, so we need those questioning abilities.
1: Who should question?
0: I think. Uh, uh, I mean, I. As, as an outsider, I've been questioning, you know, <laughs> everybody, uh, but- no, I'm asking that question because- But product teams, marketing teams, yeah. you know, so for example, a lot of campaigns that I see on, you know, social media, on TVCs, you know, all these TVCs, I mean, they just don't make sense. I mean, I've seen companies have raised $10 million, they have ran billboard ads on MG Road, Bangalore, and after six months, they have shut down, you know, so what's, what was the point? I mean, you were running a campaign and you didn't have the product ready. Uh, you don't have the back-end process ready. You just need to have a good-looking face that, you know, hey, I'm marketing, and I can show it to my mom that, you know, I run a marketing campaign, you know. That's not really uh, what it should be. So,
1: uh, let us shift gears a little. And let us uh, slice and go deep in your own entrepreneurial journey. Uh, how do you assess that? Like with every journey, uh, people would look at it and say either this is failed yeah. or you held your ground. And What is your own honest assessment of
0: your... So I think from a growth point of view, I'm definitely not a huge success. But from somebody who has stayed to his guns, I think I've done pretty good. I'm still doing pretty good with that. You know, So I mean, a lot of people would like to see it grow. I know that you know a lot of the audience, next big what audience wants to see it grow, but I right now the biggest challenge that I see is the market is too small. So growth is not happening in terms of the traffic. I'm not going to grow in terms of traffic. I'm going to grow in terms of impact. So there are a few things that we are launching now. So I'm going back to you know where I started that you know I'm a product guy and I have to Type text to you know because that is one way to you know grow to reach out to the audience, uh, it, be it blog or a media or whatever. And now I'm I'm at least at peace with myself that you know uh, I'm not doing going to do media. So so one way to really articulate your product positioning is also to define what not to do. You know, so for me, it is, I'm not going to be the media guy. You know, I mean, I, for example, a lot of people reach out to me on LinkedIn that, hey, you know, this company is, has closed this round, do you want to, do you want an exclusive? I'm like, dude, please go to, you know, other media guys, I'm not going to do that. So, so I think, uh, so right now, you know, so if you look at it, yes, I'm not a huge success. And I think I've decided not to really go that route, which is I'm quite, quite proud of now. Because uh, you know my assessment of the market size is was quite correct. You know sure. when I decided that you know this is not the market size where I would really like to go in. Mm-hmm. You know so this is this market needs more nurturing and less, you know uh, cheap content. Mm-hmm. So so now for me what's happening is uh, we so now we are going back to product space. We are uh, launching uh, product management courses. We we launched the Product Geeks conference so again it's going back to the product roots and startups are going to be a part of it you know so it's going to be google so it's going to be flipkart you know so 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 like i said i want to see great products coming out of india and uh, that has been my goal that you know i would i should be able to enable people to think products uh, um. uh, i also very
1: clearly now remember the blog that you wrote of days ago and founder depression. Yeah. <laughs> so it, so one it, on one hand we talk and describe these experiences hmm. in the way we want to articulate, yeah. okay, you know, all the fundas and, and you know what we learned from them and all that. But I'm I am also a just hmm. right? a bond founder, right? Yeah. So I'm also coming f- first hand to some of these, you know, experiences. Mm. So what do you make of So depression
0: is nothing new, clearly. Yes. But when you are an entrepreneur, things are very different. Yes, so I think, you know, so when I wrote this, so there there were quite a few, uh, I mean, obviously, the whole community was praising the fact that somebody came and talked about it. But there are a lot of questions that, you know, why are founders so special? You know, I mean, uh, somebody who got Uh, probably divorced is also going through depression, somebody, so, so what is so special about founders, right? So I think the way I look at it, and from my experience, from several founders experience is that uh, founders typically, you know, they, they live in such a closed, uh, they they live in, they, they have their own life, you know, so when, once you start, you're just thinking about the company, you know, so you let go of your family, you let go of all your friends. And after a certain point, you know, what really happens is so either your business grows, which is fine, you know, that keeps you growing, that keeps you happy, but if it is not growing at the rate which you would like to, then you you realize that, dude, I've lost everything. I've lost my family, I've lost my, uh, you know, <coughs> friends. And, the, uh, you know, so one of the things is that a lot of founders, a lot of companies have shut shop. Now, if you look at it, let's say, you know, uh, if if I go in the job market now, you know, as Ashish Sinha, you know, I was product manager, I launched a couple of products, I did a lot of interesting things in my tech life. Now I'm running a media business. Let's say, if it's not going anywhere, if I go back to a job, what role would I get? You know, so so that is the biggest challenge that a lot of founders are going through. That, you know, they, so after you have run the business for five to six years, you're good for nothing, you know you are a chief of everything officer the ceo is like chief of everything you know you're not the best sales guy for sure because you know if that was the case your business would have been somewhere else you know <laughs> you know you're not the best product guy you know you you could be a very good tech guy but so the thing is you know uh, there are things that you would like to do versus uh, the role that that are out, out there in the market and Frankly speaking, uh, so after my piece, a lot of founders have reached out and uh, the general feeling is that, you know, they they don't think that uh, the market keeps saying that, hey, we want failed founders, we respect them, we love them. Investors say that, hey, you know, we love to back founders who have failed, blah, blah. But in reality, it doesn't happen. I mean, I, it doesn't happen and people don't, uh, I mean, we still don't look at failure as a good thing you know, which is, uh, which is where there's a huge difference with Silicon Valley. You know, I mean, you can keep, it's, it's, it's as good as saying that, you know, we Indians are so awesome that, you know, we go out and we become CEOs of Google and Microsoft, but we don't do good things in, in India, right? So it's a feel good thing that, you know, uh, we like to say, we like to talk, but in reality, it doesn't happen. I mean, a lot of founders, uh, they have reached out to me via WhatsApp, email, different different medium. That you know, I have failed, and you know, I'm screwed up right now. I, you know, uh, I mean, there are very few companies who are offering me a good role. You know, have, so, have you
1: yourself ever felt like uh, you know quitting and going to a mainstream job
0: <laughs> over so these years? I think, I mean, I I thought about it last year, not last year, actually, around seven, eight months back. uh, Mainly because uh, somewhere, like I said, you know, so I didn't want to play the media game and the product game needs a very big audience, very different kind of an audience. So, uh, yes, I mean, I I thought about it that, you know, is is this the right thing to do? Am, Am I, you know, is this even worth doing? You know, which is why I took a break almost, you know, for a few days, uh, I was kind of, uh, I bought a new bullet and <laughs> you know, I just took a break and uh, now I know that yeah, there are certain things I'm doing. So, so in fact, the biggest thing that I have realized now is that I've started respecting my times, my, my time in, a, in a, a much better way. So for example, uh, I'm doing three things right now and though two things are related which are about the product industry. One thing is totally, you know, uh, like what the goat, you know. So a certain version of uh, that, you know, which is funky stuff. So now I'm I'm able to divide my time on different areas um, and not being too emotionally connected to, you know, just one thing.
1: It's very important you bring this up because when we did our podcast with Naval, and uh, he said why he's so ruthless about time. Yeah. and he told me that he doesn't meet people he doesn't attend conferences and he said Be- because of this reason
0: yeah so i have not met founders for almost eight nine months you know no. i mean actually more than that uh, not not because i don't want to but somewhere i think that you know uh, if all you're looking for is funding or a pr i think there are better guys than me <laughs> you know <laughs> if you're looking for a product discussion yes i mean i'm all for it but uh, in general, uh, respecting your time is very important. So, um, like this whole summer holidays, I was spending a lot of time with my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, taking them for different classes. Generally, fun. You know, so um, I, I, I think that that becomes really important. To you know, uh, maybe it's a part of aging up as <laughs> well. <laughs> you know, uh, but but I think. Uh, Understanding that, you know, who you are, why do you even matter? Why do you even care? You know, and, and uh, the biggest thing that I would say is stop taking yourself too seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've never never taken myself so seriously, but I think the the important piece is that a lot of founders take the business too seriously. They read a lot of blogs on Medium that, hey, you know, you have to grow 10%, you know, month on month. Mm-hmm. I think all of that is in your context. You decide how you want to grow. And at your terms and conditions, I think uh, yes, you know, you raise funding at your terms and you know, as long as you are doing things at your terms and condition and you are happy with it, I think there's nothing, uh, there's nothing like that situation, you know. But I, I see a lot of founders just trying to become another flip car, trying to you know raise funding just because it's cool. I think so, that's not
1: fun. so. Ashish, I mean, you 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 used to be a product. Yeah. Uh, Professional at Yahoo. Then this bug bit you when you started building plugged in and next week what? Now you're saying you you plan to go back to the roots, which is the whole product man. What is that Uh, you want to be known for? What is that tiny or big impact you as a person believe that you will have or you can have on
0: things around you? So if you look at my Twitter bio, it's a mix of too many things that, you know, I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm a, you know, I'm a a proud guy. So, so I think at the end of the day, being nice, being, you know, somebody who has, you know, who has helped others, I think that's what gives me a lot of kick, you know. Uh, I mean, I, I love to help people in, in whatever context they are in. And uh, at the same time, uh, my idea is to also ensure that this business is built on, a very strong fundamental, you know, so which is why I'm going back to what I know best, which is products, you know, so, and, uh, uh, at, at the same time, I, you know, so this, there was this huge confusion, which I had that, you know, uh, if I have to build a media business, I would rather build another, uh, say, a, a different version of, you know, Buzzfeed, you know, because that's where it's media. That's where you're reaching out to, you know, hundreds of millions of people, right but is that a, what I really want to do? No, you know, so, so I don't want to be known for somebody who's, you know, doing things which, which I don't believe in, you know, so, so, you know, uh, uh, I don't have a really a short answer to it, but yeah, being nice, being a nice guy, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: what but, but I, but if you are if you're trying to be honest and give the feedback that they won't get from anywhere else, I'm you a nice guy.
0: yes I you know over a period of time people do realize you know so a lot of founders whom I have given very candid feedback hey that you know this is bullshit. you know they have they they kind of bitched about me on Facebook on you know several social media platforms and now they ping me that hey, you were right you know sorry <laughs> you know so so I think its it's all fine I mean so which is um, you know so a lot of founders who were in their kool-aid cool zone you know so they they don't want to hear the candid feedback but I think uh, being nice also means that you know you're honest about what you're doing you know so you have to be nice to yourself you know so that's what uh, I am doing and uh, uh, you know so people do do come back and you know say very nasty things at times but but I think over a period of time see if, if I'm wrong I'll congratulate them and say good, you know, you you guys have done a great stuff, you know. But if I'm right, you know, they, they come back and say, yeah, you know, let's be but friends. Ashish, I
1: still see a gap in what you were doing. And I'll yeah. tell you what I mm-hmm. mean by that, right? So when I joined TechCrunch and I spent a few months there, yeah. one of the things that hit me, TechCrunch only gets excited about funding stories. Yeah, exactly. i like, okay, chuck it, you yes. know, I can't. The, the, the point I'm trying to make is this candid feedback about products in early stages missing. Mm-hmm. So, there's a lot of postmortem happening. Why did Snap You yeah. will find a thousand oh, yeah. uh, twenty thousand uh, articles two tweets analyzing postmortems. What is missing is still which I think you used to do and you don't do that, yes. and my with this podcast, I would <laughs> actually <laughs> ask you to fill that gap, don't give that up. Is when uh, come entrepreneurs are building something in early stages, telling, giving them this candid feedback. Yes. Investors don't give them. Employees don't
0: question, like you rightly said. So then, who will do it? Yes, exactly. I mean, so for example, I've been questioning a lot of uh, stuff around, say Ola Play. Mm-hmm. You know, I just can't believe that Ola needs to launch Ola Play. We you know? did you not know, do. So but not in your uh, way, yeah. 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 The media. You know, so, so I think yes. I mean, I, I'm. So the plan is so from next week. You know, you'll see a different version of Next Big What, which is more product centric but there'll be questions you know so and it's up to the team to answer those you know so i'm not going to go after them their pr channels and say please answer no i'm going to question them and you know if they want to uh, get some candid feedback from the community i think you know i would really expect them to answer those but but i think you know that's uh, that's something which i don't want to give up but at the same time what really happens is people take questioning very personally you know you know founders hate you for questioning (laughs) and i'm see that's questioning versus judging they're two different things right Mm -hmm. Uh, so i'm not judging the founder i'm Mm -hmm. not judging the product i'm just questioning why why is it yeah you know why is this even important in this context right but a lot of people don't like it you know, I, t- I think it's a very Indian thing, right? That we we, we are very uh, conscious of. <laughs> you know. I mean, in that context, I don't know what are your views
1: about it. I always thought Phone Pay was far better product yes. as a user than everything I saw in the yeah. market space. I but why did they not?
0: So I I started using Phone Pay like ten days ten days back, <laughs> and I'm a huge fan. But they don't have distribution, mm-hmm. you know. So they don't have distribution. They they're not present everywhere. I mean, so the point is. For Flip, for PhonePay or Flipkart team, you know, is it just a way to have the wallet as part of your feature or is it really a big enough product, you know? I mean, I respect Paytm for the fact that they just, they had a small window of opportunity in November to April <laughs> and they just cracked it. You know, it just needs so much of hustling, so much of, uh, you know, operational thinking to do that. But you know that
1: also means the best product doesn't
0: win. Best best product never wins. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's always this the guy who creates a category who so for so Paytm created the wallet category in India, where they're the first wallet, oxygen was always there, right? PayTM created wallet for a math, for, for you know, I mean look at Geo. Geo is going to create a category for internet users, right? I mean obviously WhatsApp is there, but the point is the guy who's creating the category and who's Selling the solution. Paytm sold the solution, right? That, hey, you know, there's demonetization, there is no money, use Paytm. There was a problem, Paytm had the solution, Paytm sold the solution and I think they, they it, it's probably one of the finest execution in the whole startup space. You have like six months of time, you do whatever, you take Modi's picture, <laughs> say sorry, but you know, it's like, uh, yeah. it's, uh, you know, uh, Mark Benioff using Dalai Lama's picture, you know, so he used it and uh, people, and, and you know, there was huge uproar. He said, sorry, fine, you move on, you know, but the audience whom he wanted to reach out was done. And you know, so I think Paytm, I mean, uh, which is why I respect Vijay for, you know, his hustling skills. And, you know, uh, I mean, Paytm is obviously a great product, but phone pay was, is like a corporate. You know, phone pay is uh, is like uh, yeah, I mean this the meeting rooms <laughs> I mean I can clearly see what's happening there. You know, okay we don't have distribution, you know, so let's crack distribution by end of quarter. I, I don't think PDM works are, I mean, at least in during the case of demonetization, you know, they they just went all in. So, so.
1: final one or two questions. Hmm. I'm sorry we have been running around for this podcast. <laughs> if you are listening this, you know, this is the most hopping I've ever <laughs> <laughs> we went to a hotel, the room was not Available then we came here. Uh, if you want to pick one or two products that you see today early stage that you believe could go all the way and and become that list of products that India builds, right? Because we keep going back to the old one, yeah, right? yeah. What would we want to do if you were to randomly pick
0: products? So I think there are some products which I use a lot, you know, like there's a startup called MyGate, you know, which I think is very simple, you know. But it's just a useful product, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know how big will that be, but uh, it is solving a serious problem, you know, and uh, I mean, I, we, we use that in our apartment, I, I, and I know for sure that a lot of people are good, are using it, you know, so right now it's still small market, gated communities, but but I think, you know, uh, so, so, so yeah, I mean, there are a lot of such interesting products which are solving one very specific use case. And, uh, you know, given that Indian market is so big and there's money for everyone, you know, so so th- there is, uh, it's kind of opening up. And similarly, lending is, you know, uh, one huge business that's opening up. So well,
1: no, final note, to Ashish, uh, some of the, like, you know, a few weeks ago, I was sitting down with Sampath for this podcast mm. and I asked him, suddenly he went quiet. You remember, he used to be like the biggest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know,
0: yeah. sometimes you feel so Sampad, me and Avlesh <laughs> and Chris, you know, so we yeah. used to have this late night bucker on Twitter, right? Yeah. And,
1: like, Sampad
0: was very much part of that yeah. gang, right? Uh,
1: Somewhere he quietened down. So when yes. I met him, I asked him, you know, why? So he made a very honest admission. He said, boss, if you are a founder, there is, there is a problem sharing things uh, openly yeah. because it can impact your company, your employees,
0: exactly. everything that
1: you do. So I don't know, so how do you solve these dilemmas in your mind?
0: So I think that's the biggest challenge that you're always being judged. You know, so if you if you go out and say that, you know, hey, I'm fucked up, you know, so people are going to judge that, hey, this company is shutting down. <laughs> yeah. So I think that is the biggest challenge that, you know, I mean, again, the community is so small that they need to they need somebody to look up to and they need to punch people, <laughs> you know. So I think it, and, um, it, you know, in general, from what I've seen, a lot of founders have, uh, they don't share uh, in public forum, uh, they, they don't want to talk about things because uh, uh, you're often being judged by what you're saying. And uh, given that we are not very articulated, you know, especially those who are coming from engineering background, you know, you'll, there'll always be a scope for, uh, screwing up what you're saying and <laughs> you know, your investors, your customers, your uh, audience is going to say that hey, these guys are, you know, and your competition is going to, you know, use that, right? So so I, I, I guess it's a very small community, which is why, uh, so I, I started this thing called uh, the beer club, mm-hmm. you know, we used to meet, uh, five or six of us, you know, we used to meet. And, um, you know, all we used to do was basically, you know, talk about all the shit that was happening in each other's <laughs> life, you know, in your life and, you know, how can others help? So, so I think that's really needed. You know, a lot of founders should found their own, uh, small, smaller groups, but I guess the biggest thing that founders can do is, you know, go back and talk to their friends, talk to the families and, you know, spend more time with that as well, because, uh, there's too much of startup, startup conversation and, uh, you know, it doesn't help because uh, you know all the times you know founders are talking about who has gotten funded, who is shutting down. Either there's uh, very high news or very low <laughs> news. You know, <laughs> so uh, the in between, the perspective part is missing. You know, so which is why uh, I mean, even I have gotten very you know silent on, and like I I was off Twitter for ten days because uh, long, yeah. yeah I mean for no, me no, it was not no, because no. I, I love Twitter you know so <laughs> yeah. but now I've kind of really uh, gone slow on social because uh, I think it's you know uh, there's too much of noise out there
1: thanks I mean uh, first of all I think we should meet, meet more often yep it <laughs> <laughs> not take a few years um, I mean there, there have been times when I haven't agreed with what you say yeah and there would be such instances again in future
0: yeah, I think but I think Ashish I look at you and like I said I
1: believe there is a massive gap in uh, the ecosystem you know when it comes to uh, early feedback on products right yeah, yeah. there are lots of post there yes. are lot of that uh, cheerleading uh, yeah. happening but what is missing is the early feedback Right. I believe it cannot be done by media Yes. it has to happen from someone who understands of management which is you and i don't see anyone filling that gap yep. so i think if i have to make one request uh, you know is that you should not give up on that and you should do more of it
0: yep yep <laughs> so so from next week you'll start seeing a lot of these activities on the expic board which is pure product focus you know so we just want to have three categories and just go big on that sure. godspeed thanks ashish thanks. take care Bye thanks a lot